What is up, ladies and gentle nerds? It's your boy Graham, also known as Hamhox42, and today we are going to be discussing about a deck. We're discussing about? Yes, we're discussing about a deck that is near and dear to my heart. So, when Perforos Bronze Blooded first came out back in Theros Beyond Death, I say back in Theros Beyond Death, it was what, like six months ago, but still, when Perforos came out, I remember commander players everywhere were like, holy crap, you're going to give me sneak attack in my command zone? Awesome, I'm in. Meanwhile, standard and modern players everywhere were just kind of like, yeah, he's fine, I guess. He's a little expensive, don't you think? And so I looked at him and was like, okay, there is a deck for you in standard. I know it. I know it's there. But what is it? Like, I know it involves Fires of Invention. Um, and so I've toyed with a number of different builds, um, specifically around Rakdos. I've built some mono, mono red. I've had some five-color versions. I've had all kinds of stuff, top to bottom, that leverages this guy. But I want to let you know. I want to let you know the good news. I found it. We did it, you guys. And the answer is Rakdos. Believe it or not, it's freaking Rakdos. So there's a red-black fires deck helmed by Perforos, the bronze-blooded. And one of our new companions from Ikoria is clutch for making it successful. So without further ado, let's dive into it. So here's the deck. This is what we're working with. This is Rakdos Fires. So you'll notice a couple of things. One, we do have a companion uh, in Obosh, the Prey Piercer. However, he's not our companion. And the reason for that is really simple. The reason for that is Wishclaw Talisman. We need Wishclaw Talisman in this deck. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing, and uh, you can't take it away from me except until I give it to you, because that's part of the deal. Yeah, Wishclaw Talisman is beautiful in this deck because every single card is valuable. Near the late game, every single card multiplies others in incredible fashion. And so being able to get just one of them can be the difference between dealing 12 damage and 24 damage or even 48 damage. So let me let me walk through this with you. The, the way that this deck works is it uses a bunch of spells early on to slow your opponent down. That's Bonecrusher Giant, Cry of the Canarium, and Storm's Wrath. Those are ultimately entirely designed just to stop your opponent from doing whatever they want to do. Um, Cry of the Canarium is main deck here because Rakdos Sacrifice is kind of a big deal in standard right now, and it has been for a while. Um, special thanks to, you know, special thanks to Luris. It's not going anywhere. Um, but that's okay. That's fine. It's part of the meta. Let's, let's all deal with it. Um, so yeah, that's what those two do. Cry of the Canarium, Storm's Wrath, they're ultimately all about stopping your opponent. So a quick aggro deck is going to be the worst is going to be your worst enemy, um, which is why we the, we have those, because that just shuts them down really, really nicely. Then, once you get to turn four, throw that fires. Throw the fires. Always, always, always throw your fires. It, throwing fires into a Storm's Wrath, it's a beautiful turn. That's like the best turn four you can ask for. Then, coming up on turn five, Perforos. The, the cards that you want to get on, out of the battlefield, bare minimum to deal lethal on turn five. And yes, you heard me, deal lethal on turn five. Now you'll notice the only thing, the only permanent that you own on the board at this point is a Fires of Invention and potentially a Wishclaw Talisman that no one freaking cares about. If you've hit your curve properly, you might not even have a Bonecrusher Giant actually on the field at this point. So what you do, you play Burferos. You may have a Bonecrusher Giant on the field, that's fine. Bonecrusher bone Beats is absolutely a backup plan that can work if your opponent's getting mana screwed or something like that. It's not the most elegant solution, but it's always available to you. So turn five. Let's say perfect situation. This deck does exactly what it's trying to do. Turn five rolls around. You have a Fires of Invention down and a Wishclaw Talisman. You play Perforos. Then you, you play Obosh. 
You crack your Wishclaw Talisman, go into your library, and grab Terror of Mount Velas. Note, you can use your Wishclaw Talisman to grab any one of these three pieces um, because of the way it stacks out. That's perfectly fine because all three of them are coming in from your hand this turn. For the record, that is turn five. Just throwing that out there. Remember, it's turn five. Now, if you've hit the right early, early drops, your opponent has very few, if any, creatures on the board. And the best part is... In the turn preceding this, if they did have creatures on the board, they probably swung with them because you didn't have blockers. And so if they're tapped, bonus. That means they don't have blockers because they didn't think they needed them, but they way did. So Perforos comes down on turn five. All of your lands are still untapped, except maybe like if it was a shock land that you just put in or something. But anyway, it doesn't matter. Let's assume all five lands are untapped. Hell, let's assume four of them are. That's fine. That's still all the gas you need. Use one of them to get the Wishclaw Talisman down. You grab Obosh. Or, you, or Terror of Mount Velas, whichever one you didn't have. Play both of them. All of a sudden, you have a Terror of Mount Velas and an Obosh. Just make sure to play Obosh first. It doesn't really matter, but it might. So you play Obosh, you got a 3-5. All of them have haste, special thanks to Perforos. So if you play Perforos and play Obosh, you then use Perforos' ability to cheat in the Terror of Mount Velas. Now you have Obosh and Terror, both with double strike. So you have a 3-5 and a 5-5, both with double strike and haste. They both swing. Hey, guess what? With each one of those hits, every single time they hit your opponent, you're doubling that damage. And so all of this is going straight to their face. That means Terror of Mount Velas alone hits for 20 damage in the air. If they don't have any blockers, or if they don't, regardless, if they don't have any flying blockers, which there's a really good chance they don't, just presumably, just statistically, um, but also, um, even if they do have a huge bunch of ground blockers, yeah, the, the flying blockers are the clutch there, but anyway, if they don't have any life gain, just this one dragon is lethal, because you are quadrupling the damage. See, Obosh and Terror, when those two get together, especially with sneak attack haste effects, all of a sudden, you are quadrupling your damage output, and this is quadrupling damage output off two creatures that weren't even on the field a turn ago and so if they don't have any blockers you are dealing what is that 32 damage right there perforos doesn't even get to attack because he does, he does, himself does not have haste so you're dealing 32 damage out of nowhere on turn five if you're in a situation where you're going up against like a control player if you've had to work around a counter spell if they did counter your fires of invention whatever that may however that shakes out um if it is later in the game that's the other thing about this deck that is absolutely shocking. If you actually get Fires of Invention down and your opponent blows it up, as soon as Perforos is online, like, the Fires of Invention allows you to go off a turn faster. If you don't have Fires of Invention and Perforos is your turn 5, oh no, you have to wait till turn 6. But you can do the exact same thing on turn 6, especially if you've hit all your land drops. Because on turn 6, what you can do is you can just use his ability twice, Obosh into Terror, ba-boom you get the exact same effects it's only one turn later and there's a good chance if they had to go all out and destroying your fires which is a good strategy if you're going up against fires um yeah it's just it's absolutely sick now you'll notice boon of the Wishgiver may look out of place here because it's blue there's no blue in the mana base there's no blue anywhere there's a part of me that wanted to have some blue in here just because grixis fires is where this all came from like creature based grixis fires is kind of kind of my baby i really want that thing to be successful however in this particular instance, um, Boon of the Wishgiver serves a couple of purposes here. One, it's basically just an opt for one. You get to just throw it away and draw a card, so there's nothing wrong with that. So early in the game, like, it's never a dead draw. It doesn't hurt you. 
But late in the game, if your opponent has an answer to everything you've been doing and you have Fires of Invention down for some reason, like if they've been countering your creatures, if they have some kind of fog effects, if they are able to wipe the board at instant speed, especially thanks to like a Teferi Shadow of the Skies or something of that nature, that does slow you down and you need to restock your hand. If you have this and Fires, it's a free roll, you get four new cards. There's a good chance that in those four cards are going to be some of the pieces you need. Um, and that's actually the same reason that Oxabagonus is in here, except you can also cheat Oxabagonus in using Perforos' ability or Ilharg's ability. Everybody's favorite uh, apocalyptic boar god is in the mix because it just adds insult to injury. It is, as I've heard, uh, <laughs> as the ladies from Good Luck High Five would say, that is candy on the sandwich. It is just just an excellent additional um, additional buff because what you can do with that is you can you can play Ilharg and Obosh, get those two down, and then use Ilharg to cheat in the Terror of Mount Velas uh, when, it, when you attack. And so all of a sudden, in addition to everything else, you also have a 6-6 Trampler with double strike and all the damage is doubled because again, all of the mana costs, that's another thing you, you'll probably notice, all of the mana costs for all of our creatures are odd. That is very intentional because that makes Obosh that much better because all it only doubles the damage for odd mana sources. So as a result, you may note that does not combo with the instant speed side of Bonecrusher Giant. Stomp hasn't even converted mana cost despite the fact that Bonecrusher Giant itself has an odd converted mana cost. Um, so that's one thing to keep in mind. That will always do two damage. It will only do two damage. It doesn't, however, stop damage from being prevented. So if your opponent is doing some kind of um, fog effect chicanery, like a thwart the enemy or something of that nature, Bonecrusher Giant could actually, as a backup, stop that from going off. Now, to keep in mind, you do need to cast a spell in order to do that, so make sure you have one spell back on Fires of Invention before going to combat if you think that that might be necessary. So that's something to keep in mind. Yeah, so ultimately... What I'm, what I'm getting at here is this deck has a ton of options. It gives you a lot of different ways and a bunch of different combinations, but at the end of the day, you have a ton of five and six drop or five and seven drop creatures that when mixed together, do some insane multiplication out of nowhere and can just blow up in a way that is just fascinating to watch. And if you want to watch it in action, I stream this deck a ton twitch.tv slash hamhocks42 come check it out i'm climbing the ladder with this bad boy right now and it's working it's actually working pretty nicely i like it it's actually the most successful deck i have built in the ranked queue um, which isn't saying a lot because i eschew good cards i generally prefer to find the the odd gems that people are overlooking like perforos here so yeah guys this has been the deck this is rakdos fires and strap in it's coming to it's coming to an arena near you and uh yeah also, if there, are any, if there are any inclusions that you would recommend or any cards that you'd like to see cut, any changes you'd like to see made, um, I'd love to hear your feedback. Anything I missed, any opportunities. Um, you know, I was toying with the idea of throwing Dracuseth in here, just like a one-of just in case, but I'm realizing that he's actually too slow for this deck, which is freaking insane. But, well, there it is. Um, I mean, he'd work, I suppose, but the Terror of Mount Velas combos with Ilharg in a way that Drac doesn't. But anyway, that's... That's another story for another day. So as you can see, I have some thoughts. I'd love to talk with you about it. Twitch.tv slash hamhocks42. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing you there. And uh, yeah, please don't hesitate to like, review, and uh, subscribe. Please, uh, I welcome any comments, any feedback that you have. I'd love to hear it. Thanks so much, and I will catch you next time.